Good morning. What's up, Amanda? Hi, Amy. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. Good morning. And happy Father's Day to all of the dads out there. Yeah, happy Father's Day. We have a great, great show today. We have Tom and Nicole Benj. Um, they're going to be coming on in a few minutes, but we wanted to do our introduction first. Um, we're still learning in this podcast world. <laughs> so. She thought of it. I wouldn't have yeah. even thought of doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're really excited to have them. Um, and I have, I'm going to, I'm going to, they were very awesome. They gave me a really nice um, biography. So I'm going to read their introduction and we'll have them on in a couple minutes here. Um, Tom and Nicole are SFG uh, level one and Nicole is also an SFB. Uh, I, she got that SFB at the Seattle CERT last year where I attended. So that was a very cool thing. Um, they have been married for 21 years this October and have two growing up daughters. Nicole was a competitive high school athlete playing volleyball and softball. Tom completed bas competed in basketball and track in high school and he played basketball in college for four years. Um, through their gym, which is located in Redmond, Oregon. They've coached competitive athletes in powerlifting, CrossFit, and strongman. They've coached national level competitors in CrossFit, having the 50th, 50th fittest female age 40 to 44 in 2018, um, a national middleweight, middleweight strong woman also in 2018, heavyweight, heavyweight national qualifier in 2019, and the middleweight champ, 160 pound female in 2014, who also went on to place 10th at the Arnold two consecutive years. So they are coaching some high-level athletes. In addition to com com competitors, they've helped many achieve body composition and strength goals, as well as helping six people prepare and pass the SFGs level one, two, as well as the strong first body weight. Tom is a retired police officer. He was a sergeant, as well as a nationally recognized police and military trainer. They're both active in their local church, where Thomas is a co-teaching pastor. Um, Thomas is a lifelong martial artist and active USPSA competitor. That's shooting. And Nicole uh, has started to enjoy shooting herself. So we're going to talk about that. And they just love adventuring together. So we're going to yeah, see them here in a minute. <laughs> this will be good. They're a cute yeah, couple. Very cute. Awesome, yeah. awesome people. So all right, we're going to look forward to having them. Uh, we'll see you all in a second. Reporting. Good morning, everyone. We have Tom and Nicole Benj here. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Tom, Tom and Nicole. We're awesome. Awesome. Doing great. Thank you. Doing good. <laughs> Thanks for having us on. We, we, we really appreciate it. And uh, you guys got a superstar lineup of people on. So we're, we're humbled and yeah. just honored that you would, you know, take the time out to talk to us. So thank you. We've been Thank wanting you. to get you on for a while, so yes. this is great. <laughs> yeah. You guys have a, such a positive message. Um, Tom and Nicole own Breakthrough Fitness in Redmond, and um, known as Ethos of Strength um, on Instagram, and have some great Instagram videos. Um, people tune in and look, because the message is so positive and uplifting. Um, so tell us about that. How did, where did ethos of strength come from and, and what are you guys up to these, these days? Oh man. So I guess if, if we go back one, what we're up to uh, here, here at the facility, we've been uh, in this particular spot for about 13 years. Uh, we, we started off in this location primarily as CrossFit and uh, went through that for, for a lot of years and just because of some background because of our background and just some things that we were 
naturally getting into it kind of morphed and it became more of a strength and conditioning facility. And then when we found uh, kettlebells, and I shouldn't say that we really found kettlebells. Um, I had been studying Pavel's material probably for about 25 years. Uh, I wanted to be a professional bodybuilder and and uh, Pavel wrote for Muscle Media. So that's where I kind of first started seeing all Pavel's work. So I've been a big fan of Pavel's work for uh, a long, long time. And then uh, one of our personal clients, uh, Coach Holly, uh, I was working with her and she had a bunch of back stuff going on. So we started playing with kettlebells and it rehabbed her back. So she said, hey, I want to do something. I want to kind of test my fitness. So she found this a tactical strength challenge. We ended up at Andrea's gym uh, of the Kettlebility probably about five or six years ago, and we fell in love with the community. So we've been on the Strong First train <laughs> ever since. So uh, what we do here is uh, a blend of barbell work, kettlebell work, uh, power lifting, strongman, and maybe we'll get into to some of that. And that's kind of what we do here now. So we've we kind of morphed with the times, and uh, we're having a good time uh, doing that. Anything to add, Mrs.? That, that sounded pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> pretty accurate. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, I guess the ethos of strength, and this is a, it's probably a pretty unique, um, how, how that came about. Uh, Dan John is somebody that I, I really enjoy listening to, and I was listening to Dan John talk one time and he said, the body is one piece. And that always stuck with me when, when Dan John talked about the body being one piece. So I started just kind of thinking about strength. And my, I guess my thesis statement in, in, in my brain and you know studying kind of Greek language, pathos, logos, and ethos. Ethos is the culture of a thing. So it speaks to culture. So the ethos of strength is this idea that um, physical strength, mental strength, emotional strength, spiritual strength, and relational strength all come together to form one piece. And the stronger you are in any of those areas, it enhances the strength expression or lack thereof in any of those other areas. So that's kind of what I try to speak to there. Yeah, that's very cool. Thank you. And so before um, before you guys came on and Amanda and I were talking, we were um, we were talking just a little bit about how I got how I met you, and we were at the um, well, Tom, I met you at, at level two, um, level two. A couple years ago. But Nicole and I did the body weight cert together. And I was telling Amanda, I said, watching her get her one-arm push-up was one of the coolest things. Um, just that you got a great coach there, Nicole, but you are also so, I mean, you apply the, the principles. You were so laser focused and it was probably one of the most beautiful one-arm push-ups I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, that's really sweet. Thank you. That, that was the single hardest physical feat I think I have ever done. Um, I remember training for the body weight certification and starting the one arm push up progressions on a 30 inch box, which is significantly, 
you know, I'm short, you know, I'm, <laughs> I only have six inches to me, you know, so it was really high. It was so humbling and tears were involved. Like, why am I doing a push up on a box? Are you kidding me? And um, so to be able to stay in that process mentally, I think for about four months I trained for that, it was pretty um, significant to get it because, you know, when you put in that much time and effort into something and yeah, I have a phenomenal coach. So never have I ever had to wonder when I went to a certification, if I was going to pass that certification. Every certification I've ever done, he has had me so prepared. I've never questioned that. Um, Bodyweight cert was definitely the hardest, for sure. <laughs> That's awesome. I asked Amy the other day, I said, either Nicole is very petite or Tom is very big. <laughs> she said both. Yes. Oh, oh man. <laughs> both man. Yeah. I think she's sitting on a 30-inch box and mine is 24 and we're about the same thing. So. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's uh you know single-handedly probably one of the toughest uh most resilient people that i know i was i was at her body weight cert i was in the hotel where we rented an airbnb and when she came in after the first day she just looked at me and she was like oh no i'm, I'm getting my push-up tomorrow she goes it's a deal and i was like okay it's just yep. <laughs> matter of fact and she texted me when she got it I wasn't surprised, but yeah, she's, she's pretty tough. Yeah, she's awesome. yeah that's great. That, those environments are hard because it isn't like you're in your own gym and, you know, with your own music, your own, everything's perfect. You're in a group of people in an unfamiliar uh, space and everybody's watching. And so it, it is, I mean, it is a, a big deal, especially that. And I, I think the body weight certification is definitely the hardest. Yeah, but it's awesome. Yeah. Very awesome. Like you said, everybody watching, that was something new for me, you know, because with the SFGs, we were kind of all, with the exception of the snatch test, which nobody could really pay attention to anybody else anyway. Um, yeah. You know, you're kind of all working at the same time. And so when test came for, you know, the one arm push up and you had this circle of people around you, you're like, I mean, it was a little overwhelming. I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But it was a good interview, super supportive, so. She, you know, uh, ladies, I, I will tell you, she is she's pretty humble. You know, back in the days when when we did a lot of CrossFit, she was the she was the standard. She was the one that everybody chased in the gym, and she just had this gear that she could get to and, and just turn it on. So it, it, wasn't, it wasn't a surprise to me. We, we put in the work, so we knew that she followed the process, so all she had to do was go and execute. That execution is in her wheelhouse, so it was, it was pretty easy. Awesome. Are you guys chasing any goals right now? Wow, are we chasing any goals <laughs> right now? Well, I, I <laughs> you know, yeah, we're always looking looking at something. Uh, I think physically, I turned I turned fifty in about a month, and so I have some things that I'm kind of playing around with in my head in terms of some things that I'd like to do, you know, it involves a 5,000 meter row and I'd like to do that in like <laughs> 17 minutes and then, you know, deadlift 550 and then do 50 strict pull-ups just, just to kind of kick 50 in the head. Um, 
Are you talking about all at once, like in one in one training okay. session? Uh, the, the, the idea, the, the premise is that I would I would do one thing, rest five minutes, do the next thing, rest five minutes, and then do the next thing. And uh, <laughs> see if I can get it done in, in, in that time frame. So I'm just kind of playing around with that. So, um, you know, we'll see. <laughs> Where does a row fit into that order? First. Oh man! Oh, I know we all. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Do the, the thing that's miserable first. Yeah, good point. Well, Tom, you told me we were walking. I think back from lunch last September in Seattle, and I was. We were talking about rowing, and you said, "Oh yeah, one time there was this. It was the CrossFit Games, and they had a half marathon." in the games and you were just like, yeah, I think I'll try it. And so you went and just rode a half marathon one day, or maybe it was a full marathon. I can't remember. It was, it was a half marathon. Yeah. They had it in the games uh, one year and uh, we, uh, probably about five of us in the gym said, oh, let's do this for a half marathon. And with no training, we all came in one Saturday morning and we jumped on rowers and I rode for an hour and 29 minutes <laughs> straight. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did Nicole do it? Because she's shaking her head no. Yeah. <laughs> hard pass. <laughs> it's a hard pass. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I don't. No. She was like, I do not want to row a half a marathon. So. Peer pressure has never been a weakness of mine, so I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> now, you guys also are, or Tom is a competitive shooter, and I, and, um, and Nicole, you're getting into that. Talk about that, because talk about a sport that requires massive concentration. Wow, you know, I've been shooting for a long time, um, mostly just related to the work that I came from. You know, as a police officer, I, I shot and trained, and and I and I really enjoyed that. And then probably about five years ago, I got into the sport of three gun, and that was a ton of fun. And but it, it required a you know, multiple, um, a level of expertise across multiple platforms. And, and, I, and at a point, it wasn't as fun as I thought it was going to be, but I was always a pretty good pistol shooter. So I, about three years ago, I started really shooting uh, USPSA and I have the goal of, of making master class. So I sit a class below that right now. So in the sport of practical shooting, it's, uh, D, C, B, A, master, and then grandmaster. So I sit at A right now. And the goal is in the next six to eight months to make master class in shooting. And it's fun. I, I, I enjoy, just like with the kettlebell stuff, I enjoy when I put in the practice to then be able to go to a match and see it translate uh, on the range is really encouraging it's just like we do with the bells you know if you, if you put in the work if you if you practice you can see the skill set develop on on the other end of it so i really enjoy enjoy that i have some great buddies that i that i shoot and train with and i, I like the fact that she's starting to get into it a little bit uh i don't know we haven't really piqued her interest in terms of competition a ton but she likes to get to the range and shoot and it's fun to watch her smile when you know things come together so I enjoy being 
part of that process for as well. Yeah, you know, you never know. I like to be good at whatever it is I'm doing. So now that I'm just starting off, you never know. You know, once I start to get confident and and good, we never know. <laughs> I could be in trouble then we'll because she's better than me at everything. So. <laughs> so, I might be in trouble. Yeah. No, but it's, it's, it's fun. Yeah, it's, and it's something for, for us to do together. And, you know, it's enjoyable, so absolutely. You guys have such a great relationship, and it's um, really nice to see a couple so just openly loving publicly. And it, it, it really is, and I, I've been married for 25 years, and I mean, getting to know you guys, it really just, I don't know, it, it's, it's just, it's a cool thing. And people don't talk about that kind of stuff a lot. I think we're, you get kind of embarrassed, but really and truly, I mean, to stay in, to stay in a relationship that long, you, you have to be, I think, just focused on, I mean, that person's gotta be the number one thing. And, and it really does kind of make, at least what I found, make everything else easier. You wanna to speak to that a little bit? Yeah, we, you know, uh, and I don't know how people would respond to this. You know, there's one relationship that, that I stood up and I said before witnesses and before God and everyone, I said, there's one relationship that I would do for the rest of my life. And it was this relationship, I promised, I said, I'm committed to, to this relationship. So for us, that becomes the backdrop for for everything so even when it's even when it's tough we go back to to that commitment we said this this was a relationship that we promised we said i commit to you that i'm gonna be here with you no matter what we we go through you know i never promised to be a coach forever i never promised to be a police officer or a trainer or a pastor forever but i i stood up and in, in front of witnesses, and I said, you know, I choose you. And every day we we recommit to choosing one another every single day. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's my buddy. I'm, I'm glad we're getting our girls out so they're starting to adult on their own. And for her and I, we, we're looking forward to the adventure. You know, I, I said, hey, I want to be on a life adventure with Nicole. So. Yeah, it doesn't, yeah, I, I, it just, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> sort no, of that's happened. cool. That's it, kind of it, what your, your post was about yesterday, huh, Nicole, that you, you did yeah, yesterday you know, afternoon? We, you know, we've been, we opened this gym, you know, like Coach Trump said, like 13 years ago almost, and we've been running hard ever since, you know, it's he and I, and we do have, you know, a couple really great coaches, but for the most part, we are in it, and we are in it a lot and so we don't do a lot of vacations or we don't do a lot of bus time and so we'll do you know like he said like every day has to be an intentional you know connection between the two of us but at some point you need to change your environment you need to just push pause on everything that is fighting for your attention and say hold up hold up like let's just commit this time to us again and like where are our dreams and where are our goals and 
you know, and so when we took our trip, you know, we went to Lincoln City, um, it was just an overnight trip, but we were able to just completely set everything else aside and focus on us um, so that we can be stronger. Because if we're not, if we're not well or connected or energized, then we wouldn't have the energy to give to everybody else who's counting on us. And, you know, we have a packed between the two of us now, you know, it's like, okay, we're going to do something where we leave our environment, even if it's just for a day, every four weeks for the rest of the summer. Um, and I'm so excited about it. Um, because if you don't do things intentionally, you will be pulled into whatever everybody else's agenda is. And not that everybody's agenda is bad. It's just, you know, you just get swept into a bunch of nothing really. Mm -hmm. Um, so we just, you know, made a kind of recommitment to each other that we would make sure that we didn't get caught up in just the busyness and the task, task of just managing everyday life. So that, right. that was great for, for me. That was great. Yeah, that is really it's, important yes. for everyone, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, and, but I, and, no, I'm sorry, Miss Amanda, go ahead. I'm so sorry. Just, just to pull off and get off the hamster wheel, you know, and just get alone with your significant other or just by yourself and um, just kind of recharge, you know, recharge your battery. I have to do that every week. <laughs> so, you know, just with, with everything that is just happening in the world, you know, with, you know, we went from, you know, this pandemic into this kind of pandemonium state. Everything really is vibrating so, so high all, all around. And if you're not, if you're not intentional, you're right, you will get pulled into whatever is going on uh, around you. And, you know, Nicole and I, we, you know, she, she spelled it out very, very well. We, we, we looked at each other over this weekend and we just kind of drew a line in the sand and we said, you know, her and I, we were the only thing that we promised that we were going to do and try to do it forever excellently. So that's kind of the, now the, the measuring stick for what we allow ourselves to get pulled into or not pulled into. So we just... We just think that that's important, and you know, I'm I'm blessed. I, you know, she's she's better to me than probably I deserve. Uh, so, no, it's true. So uh, I feel I feel pretty blessed. I I can be a tough cookie sometimes, but she handles it with grace, and she teaches me something every day. So it's a good thing. You guys might want to consider doing a couples podcast. We, we have we have talked about it <laughs> we, 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 I started one uh, last year sometime and when we had our 20th anniversary we, we did a podcast together about things that we learned in 20 years of marriage and it was it was a fun one and, and I've talked to her about it she she is very comfortable allowing me to just kind of do and, and, and those kind of things but I, I'm always encouraging her to, you know, to be upfront with me. And so this is actually a big step for her today. So it is, it's, it's good. And, you know, I, I do, I do have a passion for relationships. I have a passion for marriages. I have a passion for 
people, just knowing that they're valuable regardless of what they accomplish or what they've messed up. But that does not get to dictate their 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 true value does not come from that. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely not the oh my gosh, like he's so smart about everything. He could do a podcast on anything, like literally anything. At least so, for thirty <laughs> seconds, I probably could. I could probably. Do. <laughs> no, but I do have the things that I am passionate about, and and it is nice that we can share and some things and have have some good conversations and it, you know, and the, the intentional piece that we've been trying to bring into our lives and our house, it is nice if even for a moment you can share that and have that, you know, infiltrate somebody else's experience where they can just have some peace, maybe where they weren't before. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I like it, Miss Amanda. So you heard it here, babe. Yeah. <laughs> She's convinced. <laughs> yeah, you you guys would be great. Whatever and you know, sometimes it does take that, like you say, drawing that line in the sand, stepping back, and then giving yourself a chance to breathe and see what comes what comes of it. Um, and that's one thing I think this pandemic, all of us having to stay home and. I've personally have, other than my work and my family, I've quit everything. Um, and it's nice. I'd even, I was in the Rotary Club here. I was in every service club. I was on boards. And over the years, I've just kind of, I've stopped doing it. And I, the last one I just did this week, I stopped. I said, told my Rotary Club, I wasn't going to rejoin. I have a blank slate and it feels wonderful. Yeah. It, it really does. We were, again, we just revisiting, uh, talking about some things yesterday. And I had been listening to uh, a podcast. And one of the things the guy said was, begin with the end in mind. So what, what would you like your relationship to look like at the end? What would you like your work to look like at the end? And, and kind of start from, from that, because none of us would want to have you know, poor relationships at the end, or we wouldn't want to be found excellent in whatever endeavor it was at the end. And if you're not careful and you let yourself get pulled in all of these directions, everything that you say yes to means that you, by default, are saying no to other things. So what what's important to say yes to? And uh, I think I think a, a blank slate is, is so great, Amy. I, I, I might have to steal some of that too and just, you know, in a loving way, a whole bunch of stuff just go, I quit. So that I can say, okay, this is, this is what I'm willing to say yes to. I am a huge implementer and promoter of personal boundaries. Huge. And I don't think that people have to be apologetic for setting boundaries. Um, but it's like, what do I need to put into place to protect the things that I say are important to me right now? And, you know, it's nothing against people, but it is for protecting what I am for right now. And yeah. so the clean slate thing for me is like, yeah, I mean, it's setting boundaries to line up with what is important for you right now. And those things might change, so your boundaries might change. Um, but to 
be true to yourself so that no matter what we're in, we can honestly say, I, you know, I get value out of this, I get fulfillment out of this, and I'm choosing to be with this. Because if not, then it's just going to take away from everything else that you do, you know, want to add to it too. Right. Yeah, I just listened to a podcast the other day and this, I'm sorry, Amy, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. She was talking about like, if you imagine your life as like a a cylinder and you put in, you know, five rocks in there and that's your, your foundation. She's like, really only five is that's plenty, you know? And she said, those, those are your yeses, those five things. And then, you know, the sand that comes in the top of that, that goes around the rocks that you can take it or leave it, you know, it's, it doesn't matter but the, those five have to be there. And she said, any more than that. And it's just, you're, you're back at saying yes to everything, you know, mm-hmm. or making your rocks smaller. <laughs> does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, that does. Yeah. It makes, it makes a, lot of, a lot of sense. Yeah. There's a video illustration of that. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but a good illustration of the cylinder where there's rocks and sand. You can just mm-hmm. put the sand in first, the rocks won't fit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a great illustration. Yeah, the rocks have to go in first. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, it'll just sink. Everything will. Yeah. We all have kids in the same-ish age group. I think mine are 19 and 21. Amanda's is, what, 23? You guys, we have similar age children. And I just sometimes look at the this world that they live in with all the social media and the bombardment of information Um. And it, it's frightening and teaching them like what to filter out and how to keep their slate clean is, is a challenge. Yeah. Yeah, we're finding, we're finding that's, uh, that, that's probably, probably harder than body weight certs. It's probably, yeah. <laughs> probably <laughs> harder than that. It's like how to help people uh, navigate uh, this, this landscape it's it's pretty challenging but it's even not even for little people for big people too because you know we can all get sucked in to that kind of stuff i i'm pretty sure that we've all spent probably a little bit too much time scrolling through facebook or instagram uh, you know so you know it's got to start with us and and the kids are pretty pretty good imitators and if they see it and, and they see the positiveness about eliminating distractions. They might not do it right away, but it's in there and it's something for them for them to pull from later. So you know, we just have to keep doing what we can. Yeah, and for you know, reminding them like don't lose track of your values so that the things that you're bringing in can line up with that. And don't use just any social media source as a source of factual, actual information. Because uh, you see it scrolling doesn't mean that it's legit. You know? Yeah. Um, but it's hard because they're, you know, they're learning to be their own adults. So they don't have to think like mom and dad anymore. You know? So yes, that, that's, that's, that's hard. <laughs> um, but at least have at least have some education and passion behind what you believe. Yeah. How old are your daughters? Well, uh, our daughters are 
they will be 20 and 21 here in about three months. They're they're five days and one year apart. So okay. 20 and 21. And, and then before I met Nicole, I had two uh, older daughters. So we, because she, she claims them too, and they love her to pieces. Uh, so the oldest girls are uh, 20, 27 and 25. Okay. 27. You're outnumbered. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I have a boy dog. <laughs> there you go. But he's her dog, so wherever she is, that's where he wants to be. So, right. Yeah. It's okay, though. It's a shame problem, what we call it. I got a yeah. back to, to some training questions because um, Tom you and you guys both you have this great facility Tom and Nicole at Breakthrough I want to say your name a few times so people know Breakthrough Strength um, but you guys have I didn't realize that you have coached so many accomplished athletes um, in several different sports we have CrossFit we have Strongman and um, talk a little bit about that and um, you know are these all or athletes that are at your gym? Or are you doing this distance coaching and well, a little yes, both? Yeah, yeah, yes and yes and no. I mean, it's uh, it's interesting. So my so my female CrossFitter, uh, she actually lives in the city just south of us, and she's kind of a dual client. So I see her in person every other week, twice a week, uh, and she was the client of uh, another coach that I knew and he told her one day he said hey I can't I don't think I can take you any further and she said well where do I go and he said hey you need to go see this guy Tom and she called me one day and we did an interview and I said okay yeah I think we can work together and it was let's look at it for a year and, and see what we can do together in a year and she was committed to a year and we've been together now six years. Uh, just kind of kind of training. She's, uh, she'll be 47 in, in October. And a couple of years ago, she competed in the master's division of CrossFit. And uh, she ended up 50th in the world in that age division. So we were, we were pretty psyched because that's the best she'd ever done competing uh, in that arena. So she's a dual client. And then our, our strong woman, we had a strong woman girl, uh, our two, our heavyweight and our one middleweight, they were, one lived in LaGrande and one lived in Washington. So I coached them remotely. So probably once every six weeks, we would try to arrange for us to get together in person. And it was usually a pretty in-depth weekend that we would train together for a weekend where I would look at technical things and kind of work on the game side of strongman competition with them. And then uh, 2014, uh, the girl that we had that actually was the national champ, uh, she was in our gym for about six years. And she competed pretty hard at strongman for about six years. And after she won and went to the Arnold uh, two years in a row, you know, she, she was tired and she got remarried and she said, I just want to concentrate on being a mom now. So. We stay in contact quite a bit, but uh, she's not at the gym anymore. So, you know, that's kind of kind of our background there. And I think a lot of times I just forget. 
<laughs> I just coach, and I don't really think about all of the, the accolades and stuff. We just kind of coach and do what we do, and, and, and good things happen. So That really is, though, where he gets to shine. I think when somebody comes into the facility and they have a goal that is performance-oriented, the higher the level, the better you get to see just how impressive his ability to program coach athletes are through the mindset challenges, through all of the physical programming that comes into play. It's very impressive. Um, it, it is very impressive. I, I love it when somebody comes in and they're like, hey, I want to be on this stage and I want to be first. I'm like, oh, this is going to be fun to watch because they'll get there as long as they follow what he says. We have a joke in house where, like, if you want your goals the way you say you want your goals, then we coach details and then we just say yes, coach, and you do it. Yeah. And as long as that process is there, they will get to where they're going. So it's pretty. That's yeah. People need to hear this. This is awesome. You know, <laughs> you, your phone might be blowing up, Tom. <laughs> oh, you know, yeah, I, you know, I think I, I, it's it's been really been interesting uh, and, and maybe you know God looked at everything and he just understood it well I know he understands better than I understand it, so I'm not saying <laughs> he understood it uh, I you know I have four daughters and for, for whatever reason uh, I've done uh, really well at helping female athletes really excel and, and for whatever reason I've been able to connect and break through some of the things that uh, sometimes it seems um, hinders um, women in, in, the, in the attaining of, of goals that they want, whether it's physical transformation, I guess been blessed with an ability to kind of look through and help them get to where they want to go. So it's, it's neat. I, I embrace it now. <laughs> do you um, do you program the nutrition behind these success stories as well as the the training? Yes, uh, it, in, in a lot of it depends. Uh, a, a lot of it really does depend. So uh, my my CrossFit um, young lady, my master's athlete, she is very very disciplined with her nutrition very, very disciplined. So uh, if she has any big questions, her and I will talk about those things and I monitor it pretty, uh, and I don't like to say loosely, but I, I trust her and, and she does pretty good. And we have a conversation generally every two or three weeks about some things. And if I see something like we're doing a lot of volume, and she's just like, you know, coach, I just feel pretty weak. I'll say, let's take a look at your nutrition and we'll make adjustments there. Um, my strongman competitors, I, I really do because a lot of those women have to make weight. So I'm looking at their nutrition really closely to make sure that they're within the parameters for whatever class they're going to compete in and that we're not giving away strength and endurance. Um, because we're not paying attention to the nutrition. So with those, with those athletes, I really watch their nutrition pretty, pretty closely. And of course, you know, anybody that wants to do body composition stuff, 
I'm looking at the nutrition there quite a bit. And it, the older we get, as we get into our 50, late 40s, 50s, that nutrition piece is just more and more important um, and, for recovery. And, you, you know how you how you could eat when you were 20 <laughs> is much different <laughs> than how you can eat when you're when, when you're 50. So um, those things are you know really important. Uh, Coach Holly, I think she still keeps a nutrition log. She's got a log every year for the almost 13 years that we've been training together. She's yeah. got a log. So whenever we need to make a change, I can, I can simply go, hey, let's look at what you've eaten for the last two weeks and we can make adjustments. Things, things yep. go pretty well. So, yep. Very cool. I have a question about CrossFit um, style, style of training. Um, I think that a lot of people don't realize the, the huge difference between being a CrossFit athlete going to competitions, what's involved in training for that versus just, you know, going to a CrossFit gym and doing a lot every day. Um, it, it, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Tom. I'm sorry. Oh, no. I, I think uh, gigantic when, you know, when, when people, you know, come in because a lot of people, because we were the first we were the first micro gym in Central Oregon. So uh, when, when the CrossFit thing started, uh, we, we opened here in 2008. We were the first ones under the banner of CrossFit in, in Central Oregon. So sometimes even though we've changed kind of our overall approach, a lot of people will come in looking for CrossFit and they will ask questions. And my question back is, well, what do you think CrossFit is? Because there is a gigantic difference between what we see on ESPN in terms of the games and what people are doing or should be doing, and I say should be doing, should be doing in gyms every day. And I think a big, gigantic misunderstanding is your the people that sit at the top of the competition CrossFit world, and this is probably gonna go out publicly, they don't watch. <laughs> they don't, they, they train. And they have cycles of training. They're in strength training. They're in gymnastics training. They do uh, conditioning and it's very, it's very comprehensive. They're not, they're not coming in every day 21, 15, 9 for time. They're, hey, we have a, a dedicated strength cycle. Uh, my, my young lady uh, that trained remotely with me and then in person, she just got done with 10 weeks of just an Olympic lifting cycle. <laughs> we were just doing Olympic lifting for 10 weeks, and now she's into just a primarily a gymnastics-based cycle because that's what she wants to do. She wants to compete in the sport of fitness. So I think it's really important that people do make the differentiation. And I'm not saying in, in the broad sense that there's anything wrong with, with doing a lot, but we have to be clear about what it is we're thinking that we're doing. So um, when, when somebody says CrossFit to me, um, I'm always curious as to what they think 
CrossFit is. So what are you talking about? Are you talking about the competition side of the house or are you talking about what many folks are doing inside the gym all the time? Yeah. Amanda and I were in Iceland last summer with, with Matt, my husband, and we crashed Annie Thor's daughter's gym. <laughs> we she saw her. She glared at us. She looked at us like, don't even say anything. Cause we, we, we walked in and like walked through it and she was working out and she just gave us a look like you can be here, but don't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> she was in the middle of her lips. You know, it's like, yeah. Amy, she's one of my favorites. She, she really is. I, I, I do enjoy watching Amy as a competitor. And, uh, you're, you're right. And I think it's, it's funny. We laugh about it. It was hard because when I train in the gym, in my own gym, I train at times when nobody else is in the gym. Because if for that reason, right? Because I'm, you know, I'm one of the owners of the gym. So if I'm training in the gym, not coaching and other people are in the gym, if they come over to me and they ask me questions, well, they're people that I, I service. So I'm like, okay, well, you know, I stop what I'm doing. Uh, because back in the days when, when you know, I was really kind of, I, I thought I wanted to be a pro bodybuilder. And when I was in the gym, it was headphones and hoodies and people knew, don't talk to Tom for an hour and 40 minutes that he's here because I'm doing something. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. I think I, we'll always potentially have a rub against the people who are training for specific goals, probably with timelines involved versus people who show up just to get a workout in and feel better about themselves. They are going to rub up against each other potentially if there's not, I don't know, everybody needs to know where everybody's at and the boundaries that need to be yeah. in place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I train, I train at all times a lot. For many years, I trained at midnight. I would come down to midnight and train. Because nobody, <laughs> Andy's shaking her head. So, uh, I, was a, I, was, I was a night police officer for so many years. So my clock is wired different. So I like to be up at night. So I would just come down to the gym at midnight and I'd train until 1.30 in the morning. And those are great sessions. Nope, the phone doesn't ring. Nobody's knocking on the door. I turn up the music and I just go. And yeah. I agree. I train at 4 a.m. It's the only time in my gym that there's really any just completely free space. And so, and then my five o'clock people start coming in, but I'll do 4 a.m. And then I have a little bit of time after my morning people that I can train another 30, 40 minutes. And that's, that's it. I can't, I can't be in there with anybody else. It's just <laughs> too distracting. And I don't want to be rude. You know, I want to, they ask me something or they just want to chat. I'm like, I feel like, you know, but and I can't like put a hoodie on and my earphones when there's one other person in there. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, I'm not talking to. <laughs> or or the other, the other part is, you know, just as a coach, it's like you can't turn off your coach's eye or brain. Right. So if I'm training and I see something that is off, I'm like, I must go fix that. I must go fix that. And uh, so, so sometimes it's just easier to just not see it. <laughs> yeah. 
Definitely. <laughs> so Nicole, what are you, um, what are you training for right now? Now I'm training out of just some nagging body stuff. You know, it's this knee thing going on for quite a while. So I'm just trying to get back into a training program. This isn't hurt really is what I'm trying to do um, right now. Um, so nothing specific. I just got on this is a bench press with a strength piece and a deadlift um, and with some conditioning pieces. But um, And he has rope programs, so I don't know how long the program goes. But I'm into something right now that's letting my body get moving without hurting again. And so right now that is where, you know, where I'm at. So nothing specific that I am chasing down this program. Training as a master's athlete, right? It's like, yeah, yeah it's like, oh, when people come in and you go, oh, this, this hurt a little bit today. I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is a lot different training at 50 than it was even at 40. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, well, you guys, we are kind of bumping up on an hour, and we like to end with uh, some, some rapid-fire questions, although you don't have to do them fast. And we'll, uh, we'll let you guys um, each answer, um, okay? Uh, I was thinking, oh, we should do it like the newlywed game, and, you know, Nicole can answer her, <laughs> but we're not going to do that. No, we'll we'll be in a lot of trouble, Amy. You're gonna get me in a lot of trouble. No, okay, we won't do it. Well, just I'll just uh, throw them out, and you guys answer them whichever order you want. The first one's pretty easy. What's your favorite color? Blue. Black. All right. Favorite meal? Like food. Food, yes. Yeah. Oh, pizza. I'm in. I'm putting it out there. My favorite. My favorite food is really not a food, it's a dessert. It would actually be cheesecake. That's like my, <laughs> my favorite. Yeah. Yes. Okay, the last book that you read, and audio books count, even though you listen. Author, what would, what would the last book that I read was um, The Day the Revolution Began. Uh, and it was about the significance behind the crucifixion of Christ. Excellent. Your favorite band or style of music? I, I enjoy Christian contemporary music, pretty much all when it's up to me to put it on. That one, that one's so much harder. Um, I love the beats of hip-hop. I, I like the way hip-hop feels, um, but my music taste is, is pretty eclectic. I would say that my favorite band of all time probably is Hall & Oates. Yeah, great voices. Yeah. Um, I love that show that Daryl Hall did where you, the guys would come to his house at Daryl's yeah. house. That was an awesome yeah. show. Yeah. Um, the last movie you watched. Uh, 
the last movie I watched? Yeah. The very last movie I watched? Oh. Yeah. That's where mine was. Well, mine was Malcolm X. We just watched it the other night. So. We, we just, we just, we watched Malcolm X yesterday. Oh, cool. Yeah, we right. uh, just, just went through that and, and I had read the autobiography and I went back and watched the movie and kind of compared the autobiography to the movie. And, I was going to say, it, before that was Creed 2. It's oh, one yeah. of my favorite movies, but I've seen yeah. that like time. So. That's a good movie. So good. Uh, I was going to ask if the movie Malcolm X compared well to the autobiography, the written, the, the actual book. Very close. Very, I mean, they, they take some creative liberties to compress time frames in, in his life, um, but very, very close. Uh, probably one of the books that I have recommended uh, the most recently because uh, I, I think I think just with everything that's going on, there need, needs to be a bigger understanding. And he's he's an interesting character. And we we think about Malcolm in one way, but when you read his biography, autobiography, you actually see his metamorphosis and thinking. You see how he's changing his thoughts about a lot of different things prior to his assassination. Um, it's, it's a fantastic book and the movie does pretty good. Mm, well, watch it. Yep. Excellent. Okay. Um, something you procrastinate. Hmm. What to have for dinner. Folding my laundry. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's cool. That's not a big deal. When you hear people say, my taxes, <laughs> it's like, well, that might be get you in trouble. <laughs> uh, your favorite animal? I'm a dog fan. I like, I like big cats. I love lions and tigers. I like big cats. You would love my cats. They're 25 pounds each. Oh, wow. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> those are big cats. They're big king cats. House. Those are big mouse cats. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> yeah. It's called overfeeding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you, uh, a hobby or interest people listening may not know about. Um, I love to organize things. Like completely gut and organize closets or garages or I love the yeah I love to organize you guys want to make a trip to Coos Bay um singing uh, I, I love to sing cool um your favorite vacation place Vegas we, we, we like Vegas. <laughs> we, I, I know. We don't even gamble when we love Vegas. But but I, I think everybody, you know, when you say Vegas, everybody goes, what? And I think there's so much to do in Vegas if you don't gamble. Yeah. There's a lot of things to do in Vegas. There is. We, we great, enjoy the we food, like the shows, the people watching. Yeah. yeah. And we like Vegas. Yeah. Okay, last one. Something people may get wrong about you. 
Okay, uh, I think I think that people probably get this wrong with me most often um, because they look at appearance, but I'm a pretty sensitive person. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. He is the biggest, strongest, most sensitive person, completely <laughs> opposite of his outside. And I, um, I think that maybe, maybe with me that, um, I don't know, people think that, well, I am quiet, I, I'm, and this is meant in a good way, I'm really quiet when I'm, <laughs> in comparison to my husband, because he's just a phenomenal um, communicator, but, so I don't know, maybe that I am a quiet person, just, I don't know. Well, that's not true because I am. I, I don't know, Amy. I don't have an answer. <laughs> okay. Well, no, I think that's true because um, when you, when you, when I get, when you get to know you, Nicole, you're not quiet. You have lots to say. I do. So, yeah. yeah. It's awesome. Can I ask something real quick, Tom? Do you, do you sing in your church? I, I do sometimes. I, um, we, just a couple, about a year ago, we got a phenomenal, worship pastor uh, at the church and i'm the co-teaching pastor at the church and i approached them one time and said hey uh, i've been thinking about a song i'd like to do and they were like absolutely let's let's do the song and so i sang for the church so sometimes i'll i'll join in and sing with the worship team and or i'll do a solo every now and then probably i'll do one here in about another month uh, i got a song that's Kind of playing in my head so i might sing for the church on that's awesome I, love that. I tuned in nicole you posted a um um a service it was during the pandemic when there were no i don't i don't think the churches are open yet but it what your um con contemporary group was singing they were awesome and then tom you gave the sermon that day that was it was really nice it was really good thank you thank you Absolutely. Yes, you guys are uh, like many, many talents, and you are so inspiring. Um, it was really awesome having you today. We thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Um, we are we are we are honored and, and humbled. Uh, like I said, that uh, two amazing folks like yourselves, with all the people that you could spend some time with, you you thought that we had something to add to the story, and we appreciate the time you spent with you guys. us. This has been great. Um, everyone get on. Um, they're both on um, Instagram, Ethos of Strength. Um, Tom, Nicole, you're on there as Nicole, your name, right? Nicole Binge. Yep. yep. And they both have some great content. And I highly encourage everyone to follow them. Um, we wish you both the best. And we'll be hopefully seeing you soon. You will. At, at some Strong First event, I'm sure we'll see each other again. Yes. Yes, yeah, definitely. Take care, All you right, guys. And one more thing, Tom. Happy Father's Day. Oh yeah, Happy Father's Day. Tell your Mister Happy Father's Day. I'll tell the Mister. Oh, okay. I, I, I love him. He's 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 a fantastic person. I enjoyed talking and visiting with him when we had lunch at the Bodyweight Sir. Yeah. Uh, cool. So yeah. Good to be, uh, tell him Happy Father's Day as well. I will. All right, everybody. We're taking off. You all have a good weekend. Right. Thank bye bye. You. Bye. Guys. Bye.